Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, it is my immense honor to have John Voigt. He needs no introduction. We're here to talk about his film Mercy with Jonathan Reese Myers. It's incredible. It's going to be in theaters on May 19th and on video demand June 2nd. You have to check it out. They're so amazing in this together. Also, I want to mention another film called Desperate Souls Dark City and the Legend of Midnight Cowboy that talks about his legendary film Midnight Cowboy, and that'll be in select theaters on June 23rd. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one, and I'm so grateful again to John. Here it is. John Voigt, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I cannot tell you how much it means to me. You're a true legend in everything that you've done. And as an actor myself, you've inspired and there's such gravitas and you're, you have something that's so rare in this business, which is a shot at immortality with all your work that you've done. It is graced the screen for so long and it's been so inspiring to not only myself, but to so many actors out there. And I love watching you work. And, and to be honest, I've stolen from you so many times. And Oh, good. I, Ryan, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I just have such tremendous respect for you, sir, and everything that you do and continue to do. And it's a real honor to get a chance to speak with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to be with you, too, Ryan. Um, and and so, I meant that. If you've stolen anything from me, I'm very grateful. <laughs> you know, that's the, the great artist still. I'm working for you, yes. Um, so if it's okay with you, let's just start at the very beginning. Uh, you grew up in White Plains, is that correct? Uh, Yonkers, which is next, right next to White Plains. I went to school in White Plains. Okay, cool. And, and, and how was that experience growing up in Yonkers? Well, it was, I say that being from Yonkers, you can't have heirs. I've said that several times. I even wrote it in, a, in an attempt for an autobiography one time. Uh, you can't have heirs if you're from Yonkers. It still has the grime of the uh, Industrial Revolution on it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, but it, the people from Yonkers are, you know, honest folks. And it's, it's great. I'm so glad. I'm very proud to be from Yonkers, New York. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. And, 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 the, and my dad was from there who became a golf professional. He was a very poor boy, grew up. Grow up in these little hills of Yonkers, and uh, and then became a golf professional and had three boys, and I was in the middle of those three boys, and uh, and we had a good time growing up. And there was a time when you could go in and out of each other's uh, neighborhood, a lot of kids, and you could go in and out of each other's houses. There was no locks on the doors. There was no fear, and uh, it was a different time. A better time, it sounds. And I like, like to bring, and I, I certainly, and that's part of the impetus for the things I say about what's happening now and my encouragement to get back to sanity, because I know I've experienced a very, very good time, very good childhood, and I would love to have that for our future generations. I fully agree. And I'm curious then, you know, obviously, so you, was your uh, father interested in the arts at all? Did he curate, like, were you, with the proximity to New York, were you ever going to Broadway? How did this whole thing happen? Uh, well, I have to say my father loved movies and he, lo he loved uh, television. 
when it came about when the, in the 50s and I was in, in my getting into my teens in the 50s and uh, I watched Sid Caesar this fellow who you may not know it was a great comic uh, genius and he had a show called the show of your show of shows on Saturday night it was live for an hour and a half and he had a team of comedy people Sid Caesar Imogene Coca this wonderful clown woman wonderful and Carl uh, uh, Reiner and Howard Morris, the, the, that group of four, but make, mainly was Sid, Sid and, uh, and, the, and the, this woman. And uh, they were all geniuses. And the, the writers for that group were Neil Simon, Mel Brooks, Woody Allen. Can you imagine? The best, the best. The young, yeah, these young, crazy guys. Uh, at that time, and they and and the work that they did was quite spectacular. And I used to imitate Sid Caesar and all these characters that he played, and and that was the beginning for me. And the love that my father had for that, he had good taste, my dad, and the love that he had for movies and, and actors. His favorite actor was Spencer Tracy, and it, it, I, it was my dad, I think, that uh, that opened the door to to all of this wonderful entertainment. And the uh, and the the gift of storytelling that was becoming the American uh, uh, the the American contribution to culture throughout the world yeah. through movies. And and when you know they really meant something, you know, it wasn't conflicted with IP and and brands and trying to launch yeah. things. You know, I love that. Yeah, well, they they had a lot of in in every way and in every area you know there's diff, there's difficulties and stuff like that then there's greed that it takes its hand in it and there's vanities of a different sorts but the real stuff is is still there too uh the great people rise to the top in some sense yeah and we certainly were very fortunate there's two groups of people that i have great love for the, the moguls who created hollywood who gave us these great movies and discovered this wonderful talent and found a way to produce what we know to, to today to be the, the, uh, the great American movies. Yeah. Uh, those, that group. And then the, the founding fathers of our country, that group of people, these the clusters of people that made a huge difference in the world. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's, that's beautiful. So at what point then did you start to interest yourself into, you know, maybe attending an acting class or was it high school theater? Yeah. Well, I, I, as I said, I was influenced by this group, Sid Caesar and his group. And I used to do imitations of Sid Caesar and the characters he played. He played this German character that was a know-it-all. And he would say like this, he would talk like this here. Oh, that's wonderful. When you take a rocket ship and you send it up high enough, you know, it, it stays up there, floats, just floats like on the top of a water, you know? And then what happens is because there's no, there's a lot of space up there. You know what I mean? It's a continuum of time and space. Sometimes you got a lot of time and very little space. And sometimes, <laughs> anyway, <I'm laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bully around, but yeah. he had this character that was this kind of silly fella, and uh, and then other things too. But I was drawn to character acting, 
that way, you see? Absolutely. I wanted to, to, to entertain people with the invitations that I had, or my grandfather who used to speak a certain way, and and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed accents, I enjoyed different kinds of physical things and stuff. Real and actor, so, as as they would say, you know? Well, I, 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 in some sense, I'm more related to Lon Chaney than I am to some of the actors I grew up with. <laughs> but, uh, but the... Um, you know, I work with some of the greatest actors. I mean, my group of actors, the gra- actors I worked with, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. being very high above, uh, you know, the world of acting. He, he's just a magnificent actor. And uh, and then I, you know, I was made friendships with so many other people. Al Pacino, as he was growing up, we, yeah. we were friends. And, uh, and these great talents from every generation of, of actors that have contributed to the, what we know as the film world. It, it's, it's a, I love these people, what they've done, you know, and the stories, of course, that they've told that have moved us so deeply throughout our lives. So uh, uh, anyway, so I guess I, I, I got into that romance of it, you know, and then there was a time when I was very young looking when I was a young fellow. I always, you know, I had this baby face and white blonde hair and just, uh, I didn't look, there wasn't anything um, that I could play that wasn't kind of juvenile for a while. Uh, When I was in college, I didn't, I was a young fellow in college. And uh, I knew once I had made the decision to, to go into acting, that it would take a couple of years before I would be able to play uh, roles that I perhaps wanted to play, to step into that arena. But I was smart enough to know that, and I and I uh, went to work, and I put a couple of years aside to, to study. I studied very hard and and made sure I made those classes and did the disciplines of it. And uh, and then I got a a break to, to be in a play, A View from the Bridge, Off-Broadway. One of the best. Great, great Arthur Miller play. Yeah. And I played uh, raw, I played, uh, I played the, uh, the, the young lead, the uh, young okay. romantic lead in that piece, which is the second lead. And the, the lead was Robert Duvall. So Bobby Duvall was my first introduction to the American great acting, you know, and, and his the two people he lived with, Bobby Duvall lived with, they had an apartment in the city. It was uh, Dusty Hoffman was his roommate and Gene Hackman. Can you imagine? These three crazy guys, great guys. I mean, that, those are three extraordinary actors, uh, and uh, and they're wild people. I, I got to know uh, Bobby very well, and I still stay in touch with Bobby. And, and and I did that wonderful piece with Dusty, and I stay in touch with Dusty. And uh, and Gene is retired, and I didn't. I worked on a film with him. I was very grateful for that too. So I, I put the three. I finally did work with the, all three of them. Yeah. I was very, very grateful for that association with those guys. But anyway, uh, so I, I uh, from that piece, 
that was the first time I had tried out some of the work that I had been doing in class. And not everybody has to go through the things I went through in class, but uh, because each one of us is unique, each, each soul is unique. What an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And we have influences uh, that are, are unique to us and things that are boiling in potential for us to do. Uh, and we take what we can get. Like if we put ourselves in a class, somebody's going to take a word or two from somebody and say, that's me. And, and, and you know, each person will have a different thing that they derive from it. Uh, the the uh, and then and, but that feeds that particular talent that they have and it, and then it comes forth. So uh, I had my group of influences in my life that I've, I've identified pretty good, and they've served me well. And I'm still, uh, you know, I still with every role discover something. That's so beautiful. it's 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 fun for me and. Uh, and I still have the enthusiasm I had when I started out. No, not, nothing is wow. diminished. I still want to make a great, tell a great story and move people and, and let them in on something and, and, uh, and have the fun of it, you know, and see if, achieve, see if I can achieve something that'll give them something, you know. So that's, that's where I am. I'm still there. And and that's so beautiful. Thank you for saying that. I mean, every every actor, including myself, we dream of you know never losing that passion, no matter how much life weighs you down. And I'm curious, methodology wise, you know, at that time with Stella and Lee yeah. Strasberg being so big, did you find a certain you know school of thought that you resonated with the most? I I, I you know I found I I worked with Sanford Meisner. I love Meisner. So, so he, he, was a, he was a great guy to work with. He gave me some structure uh, and I needed structure. I had a lot of talent. I had a lot of this and that and I could do certain things. And, I, and, and sometimes when you get into that situation with class, you think you don't know anything, you see? And you have to start out like a, you know, with baby steps. The fact is that everybody that's into this business has talent and the talent is there. Uh, and the enthusiasm is there for so many things. And, you, and sometimes we throw that away and think we don't know anything. We have to start from scratch. But that's okay, because you come back to it. You see, you come back to the discovery. Oh, gee, I did that, or I feel this way, or, or no, that's not the way I would do it. I'd do this, whatever it is. You find yourself, your own choices as you grow. And, uh, uh, and each role, each role, asks you to enter into something that is unique. Yeah. So, uh, so you're always discovering and you've never put the nail in the wall and said, that's it. You know, it's, it's always in flux in some way. And, uh, and, and, and there are actors that didn't, you know, and I know, I know Al Pacino got a lot from Strasburg. Yeah. Uh, and I know, uh, uh, I know Brando's journey and, uh, you know, all the great actors and this actor that I worked with on Mercy, Jonathan Reese Myers. Love Jonathan. He's, he's a tremendous actor. He's a tremendous actor. Yeah. A great uh, imagination and a great ability. And 
And a lot of things that he has, John, and Johnny has a, 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 you know, he has a musical background. His, his family was all in, into music. He plays the guitar brilliantly. He's, uh, he sings, he, he does all of this stuff. I mean, and he's got all of that stuff. So he has musical movement, you know? Somehow I see with him, he, his timing is a certain way. He's, he's exact and, you know, he's this kind of perfect blade in a scene. It's, it's something, and he's, and he's got some, something from the musical background I can see in his work. But we all have something different, each one of us, and we have something unique. Yeah. We don't have to look for anybody else, you know, and say, I have to be this. No, you find out yourself the things that you like and the things that you, 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 you know, you'll discover things that you're good at. You'll discover it. And you say, oh, I didn't know I could do that one. Boom. And there it is. But anyway, so I encourage that. And the, and, but, but all these teachers are good. They all influenced. They all had, they all took you somewhere and gave you something, you know, and one of the things that I thought from that whole group of people, Stella Adler was also, you know, really an amazing giant, you know? Yeah. She was responsible, I think, in many ways. She was the one that uh, was befriended and encouraged Marlon Brando in the way he went. Wow. And I think she had a lot to do with other, other of her great talents. But anyway, um, they, get, they had love. They had a love for this business. Those guys, they they hurt when they couldn't couldn't get someone to to, to a discipline that worked for them. They couldn't. Uh, they they hurt because they loved so much what was possible. So, uh, uh, g give you an example of something else. It seems to me all of those people uh, were musically uh, attentive. Now, this is the second time I've mentioned music, and I don't usually mention it. I've never mentioned it before, I think. But, but the discipline of an orchestra, when you see an orchestra play, it's a magnificent thing, isn't it? You so, don't know how, how, can they, how can they do that? How can they do that with all the other sounds that are going around? Yeah. How can they even hear the, hear the violin, <laughs> hear their own violin to see if they hit the right note. I don't know how the heck they do it. Playing <laughs> rhythm and key, it's impossible. I, I'm not, I don't have it in me. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful thing. I see an orchestra play and I'm, I'm amazed, you know. I'm amazed at music altogether. I, somebody said, I think it was a rabbi who said, uh, music is God's pen. Wow. And I say, isn't that beautiful? That's that beautiful. beautiful. And, and uh, and there's something to that. But uh, uh, all of this, they all loved the disciplines of, of, the, of the musical world. They all appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, and that, gave a, that, that should give us something, you know? Those people who practice, that little, little kid that's practicing and driving his family nuts because he's practicing on the violin and then becomes something else, you know? It's yeah. Like you know? But... Uh, um, anyway, there's, uh, but, but on top of that, I want to just say this. I went through that thing in New York City. I, went, you know, had very little money and I tried to make ends meet. I had my father as a golf professional help me, you know, pay the bills and stuff. And I did go to school. And then I went into 
I started with a view from the bridge and got a lot of attention for that. And, and then I started my career and, you know, uh, I was very fortunate to get things that I could do. Also very talented though. I mean, you really, I mean, you're incredible. I mean, you're talking about Gene and Al, you're, you're one of the greats. You truly are, you know, well, you're I very mean, kind. I, I mean, every word of kind that. Person. Did your mother tell you that? I, I, I'm, I'm sure she would say that, but I, no, I, I, you know, even speaking with you, it's like, I, I feel like I'm getting a chance to talk to Buddha, you know, this is such an amazing, <laughs> but, you know, obviously, you know, for the viewers, it's going to be impossible for me to go through your entire filmography. But I wanted to tell you something else. Yes, you know, please. You know, Ned Beatty, who was in Deliverance with me. Yes. He's no longer with us, Ned. Uh, and Ned started in regional theater, he had no, no training as an actor, or at least he never admitted to any. As a matter of fact, he said he didn't. And he and Ronnie, and I don't, I don't think Ronnie did either, Ronnie Cox. Anyway, Ned Beatty was a great actor, uh, and the, the film Deliverance wouldn't have been successful without his performance. It's just a great performance. And should have had Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting. Yeah, but so should, so should Bert have had it, Bert Reynolds, in that film. He was brilliant. It just shows you the real different stuff, right? Yeah, so great. So here you have this guy. Who didn't He just went into regional theater and he had his own particular... He was, uh, he, he was his own person. Ned always was his own unique person, very unusual person, had very strong views on everything. And he he kind of carved out his place, right? And uh, and he and therefore he didn't come from that route that I came from. But boy, was he fantastic. He was fantastic. Wow. And uh, and so it doesn't you know, you know there's no one way to do this. No. Uh, anyway. And the and the, uh, the talent um, is in, there's and then Burt Reynolds, of course, who had all of this humor, great great humor. He had a great joie de vivre. Uh, that means joy of life, you know. Uh, he had that. He was a funny, wild character, yeah. very sexy. You know, chased the ladies and all, did all of that stuff. Of course. And, uh, and had this uh, bravura. He was a, an athlete, and uh, and was a, like second string All American at uh, uh, I, I think it was uh, uh, in Florida, Florida State, I think. Okay. And uh, and he was that was Bird, and then he did this. He did this role. And this, for some reason, this role was just right for him. And so sometimes it's just when you just think you're on the, down on your luck and then somebody offers you a role and you might not even identify yourself with that role and all of a sudden something takes root yeah. and you're great at it. Well, that was Bert. Bert just did that role. He was wonderful in that role. And he didn't have a great, sometimes a very, didn't have a great, uh, uh, a, a great thought that he that he was a good actor, you know. He 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 might have talked about himself as, as 
you know, fooling people or something like that. But he was he was a wonderful actor. And uh, anyway, so that's comes from, comes from all sorts of different directions. You Thank you for, for illuminating that. And just to kind of, I guess, gauge one question before we jump into Mercy, you know, obviously you have so many incredible performances, Midnight Cowboy, Runaway Train, Deliverance, you know, into the 80s and 90s, you know, and I'm curious, what was it like working at what a lot of film theorists and, and you know, even cinema lovers argue was you know, the greatest time for American cinema. Did did you have an awareness of that? Was it just such a great time in your life doing all those projects? Well, y- yes, it was. It was wonderful to, to know uh, some of the folks that were really uh, the, the top of the class in, in that time period. Uh, that was exciting. It was exciting. The thing that was exciting, I'll tell you what was going on. I look back at the 30s and 40s in this country and I say, that's, they talk about it as the golden age of cinema. I believe it was. Uh, and I look at Capra and I look at, uh, uh, you know, all of the great uh, actors of that time. Yeah. The writers of that time, the, the crafts, the, the storytelling craft that those, those writers brought forth in the stables that were created by these moguls, right? Yeah. The, the word mogul is sometimes a derogatory word. Well, it isn't in my thought. These guys were great people. They were tough and they were, you know, they, they were from uh, they had strong accents. They were from uh, from Europe. Uh, but they were they were brilliant, brilliant guys who got this thing off the, you know, runway. And they, they set up a stable of actors. They discovered these people and all that. And then it came to, toward the end of the 50s, all these fellows were passed on. And the people who inherited that world of movie making came from, sometimes came from uh, law practices and stuff. Do you see? They weren't the same people right. that had this storytelling need. Uh, and they weren't filmmaking people. They, they were uh, business people, perhaps. Nothing wrong with business people. Yeah. But but they didn't have that same enthusiasm and that same... Uh, passion? Same passion yeah. or energy or clarity about storytelling and stuff like that. So you they, they, they be, drifted into what was popular, do you see? And they tried to repeat what was done in the past instead of uh, continuing to grow and and experiment and play and all of that. Uh, That's what I felt when I was growing up, I was watching it. And I saw that the movies were less interesting as as we got into the 60s. And yet there were always great movies being made. Understand that. And the people who did them should be applauded. And they were great movie stars, but they were different than the time before. I mean, this whole idea of changing your name happened earlier too, which was a kind of a crazy thing. But that that was interesting. Yeah. And then they then there was a group of people who wanted to just be who they were, and uh, and and then then there was the European films who, who took uh, took their enthusiasm from seeing the American films. And they were the ones who really carried on 
in a certain sense, because they understood what the American films were and they loved them. Absolutely. So, so the French New Wave and the and the uh, Italian films <laughs> and the great Akira Kurosawa from Japan. Yeah. And uh, so they these people influenced my generation. We saw what they were doing, saying, "This is what we want to do here. We want to talk about what we see here. We wanted we." We have ideas, we have different thoughts, whatever it is. And so, sometimes it comes from ego and things, but but uh, sometimes it's just pure create, creativity and, and seeing things truly. So that's where we came from. And when I say we, I, I can, you can list all those wonderful people. I mean, uh, Martin Scorsese and, yeah. and, and, certainly, and Hal Ashby and- Francis and, Ford Coppola. Yeah, all wow. the people I worked with, uh, you know, Borman from England and, and Schlesinger from England and, uh, you know, great, you know, great people. And uh, uh, it, it was the projects that brought us together and the, and the, uh, the families that were created around an idea. And, uh, and we did our thing. And then, and then and now we have whatever we have today. And a lot of the things today, of course, the technology has been just went through the roof we there's nothing we can't do today i mean you lord of the rings couldn't have been done when i was in my early years it couldn't have been done we didn't have the technology once we had computer graphics and and as expressed by the, the the great jackson you know in lord of the rings we could do anything and doing jurassic park i mean yeah revolutionary couldn't have been done so we have, you know, and now we have now we have television exploded, you know, and people can have huge screens in their houses and stuff, um, sound systems. So many great things have happened, but we've lost the storytelling uh, instinct a little bit, and we really have to get that back. I think. I agree. Uh, but but there will always be those who can do it. Yeah. There'll be there'll be those. Those guys who can do it, and initially they won't seem like they're part of the system yet. I agree. <laughs> yeah, they'll break in. They'll be discovered. Oh, we did this. <laughs> uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. You know, something like that. Yeah. He's so original, and uh, and he's been his own way. He's going his own way. Joaquin, brilliant, brilliant. One actor. of the best. Yeah. And I, I'm getting the, the 10 minute cue. So I pre this, I, I please come back one day. You know, I would love to talk with you more, but let's move into, to mercy. So I can, I can make sure. Well, I we get better you. get that done. <laughs> paying the bills here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me, how did, how did mercy come your way? Well, mercy was a, the brainchild of several people, but the person who is a, just like the moguls of the past, I have a, very dear friend, his name is Stephen Paul, and I've been part of his family actually uh, for many years. I've known him since 1981, and uh, and he's developed into one of these moguls, uh, and he's now producing a lot, lots of pieces, and they're all pieces that he sees something in, and then he kind of passes them to me if he sees something for me in them, and he says, "John, you could do this," and then I look at it and I throw in my two cents and and, uh, and and somehow it becomes a collaboration of some sort 
but Stephen is the fellow who has to see it through to the end. Yeah. And he's got a nice team of people, very, very good folks now. He's, he's developed a family of people who are very bright uh, and very, very good folks and, uh, and have a passion to do things properly in this business. So I'm very fortunate to be part of this family. Yeah, and, uh, so rare and, and hard to find, you know. Yeah, and, and they've found a home in Paramount Plus at this moment. So, uh, so we've done a couple of films for them, and they've been, you know, successfully received. And this one will be received very well. People will like this movie. It's because, an, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and that's I, right. I, yeah, and and was this your first time with Jonathan? Yeah, no, it was the second time with Jonathan when okay. we met. He was very electric when I met him. I, I was, whoa, this is fantastic. I really, and he has the same feeling about me. He's, you know, he enjoys working with me. So, so then Stephen said, it was like, you know, it was like the old days. You get two guys that work well together, you make a project for him. So then, then this next project that he had, which was Mercy, yeah. uh, he calls Jonathan up and says, well, John Voight's going to do this and so-and-so. And, and, and Jonathan apparently said, well, if John's going to do it, I'll do it. And, and then he that. says to me, Jonathan Rice is, Reese is going to do it. And I said, well, if Jonathan Reese is going to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's how we got into this film. And then we started developing the, the relationship from there. And it wasn't written as it's finally been done. I think we did a very good job. And it's very exciting to see us both on screen together. It, it excites me to see us both on screen. You, you, you both are excellent in it. And so great seeing you tackle, you know, a wonderful Irish father and, and the love that you have for both of the sons. And I, was, was it a fun time filming that, just getting to do the dance with this, well, you know? Yeah, it's fun to go to, and exciting. It's dangerous to go to work, you know, uh, you have high expectations and you want to see something through. Uh, and if you get a guy like John uh, with me, it's like he'll, he, I, and I said to the director, I said, oh, by the way, good director, good new director. And, uh, and, and I said, uh, well, you know, we've done this much work. I said to him, and I said, but uh, when John gets here, he'll have his own way of going. Yeah. And it was absolutely the truth. I mean, when John stepped in, he had his own thing. So then it became this, this thing between the two of us. Uh, we had to, on a, to stay on our feet throughout the filming uh, with each other, you know? So it was great, exciting. It's excellent work and it shows. And John Voigt, you're incredible. And I have learned so much in this short time that we got together and I Mercy is now in theaters, I believe, as of today, or on Paramount, correct? Yes. Plus, uh, yeah. Both. Both. Okay. So be in select theaters. I don't know what that means. I don't know how many people get to see it. What I suggest <clears throat> is that people who have big screens, you know, like a, a, a sports bar screen, yeah, have a night when they screen Mercy and have people in invited into their bar or whatever it is and everybody sit around and watch watch a nice movie it It'll says be fun. in theaters today on digital 519 and i live here in williamsburg brooklyn across from a sports bar and i will i will do that very thing it's and fun. have people come people will like it yeah yeah if, if you did something like that it'd have a lot of fun yeah John anyway Boyd, 
Thank you for your time. I really wish you the best on this project. And I really hope we get a chance to work together someday. And thank you for your kindness and your, and everything you had to say means so much to me. Oh, that's great. Ryan. Well, listen, you're, you're, you're the next generation kid. I'm trying. So on your shoulders. Thank you. You know, (laughs) I got, I got some things coming out, but just got to get through this strike first. So thank you so much. God bless. All right. Have a great day. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. 